Welcome into this episode of Farzcast. Farzim Vasugin here with you. Hope you guys are doing well, having a good week, Super Bowl week. But we are not going to be talking uh, football, maybe a tiny bit of football on this episode. I've got to tell you guys, I mentioned this last podcast, we had a very special guest. I was very excited. I've been trying to get this guy on for a long time, actually, and the stars have finally aligned. We are, uh, we're making it happen now. Uh, if you guys are watching the video version, you can clearly see who is uh, next to me. Uh, he is an entrepreneur. He is a ginger, according to his Twitter account. He is a sex symbol. I will let the masses debate on that. However, you best know him from MTV's The Real World Austin and a two-time champion from MTV's The Challenge. I'm happy to have on Wes Bergman. Wes, thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, how are you? I'm I'm just a sex symbol sitting here ready to talk to my new best Kansas City friend here. Yeah, we're both for those who are who have the audio version. I, I, I've seen you wear your Kelsey uh, jersey many times. I got my Kelsey jersey on. So hey, I figured why not? Let's uh, let's both um, sport our Kelsey jerseys. I, I Man, that game last week. What the hell? Oh, uh, I mean. I don't even know what to say. It was depressing. Like it hurt to watch. And I knew I wasn't going to enjoy watching it because I didn't like a minute of a game before that. I get it. Best game of all time. I'm going to go back and watch it like in a week or two and I'm going to yeah. really enjoy it. But I didn't enjoy it while it was happening. That was miserable. Like you could see, oh my God, that's an amazing play. That was ridiculous. What is happening? Oh my God. Yes, we just won. But I feel like I've been held at gunpoint for that entire time. <laughs> And so it was, but it was, you know, but the last game, oh, woof. Ugh. Yeah. It's well, very depressing. Yeah. I definitely want to talk some Chiefs football because I know you're a big fan and so am I. Uh, obviously, we'll talk, we'll touch on uh, your uh, time on MTV uh, and all the stuff you've done. Uh, you've got a really uh, special project coming up here. Uh, uh, you've, you've been so involved uh, in business as an entrepreneur. Uh, you got a very special project coming up. Uh, talk to us about uh, your upcoming uh, little uh, little deal you got going on. Yeah, so I, for a little over a decade, I have been running two completely different lives, like Clark Kent and Superman, where I'm on TV. I've been on about 20 seasons of The Challenge and The Real World and various spinoff shows, and um no one wants the reality star to be smarter and more successful than them. You would hate it. You, you're, the point is you sit on your couch. You want to be like, oh, they're fun to look at, hence sex symbol. But you don't <laughs> want to be like, you don't want to be like, oh, man, that guy's crushing me in my nine to five, too. So we don't talk about that there. Okay. And then at home, I'm a venture capitalist here in Kansas City. I help businesses get off the ground. We ensure that they can accelerate their progress and get to milestones that they otherwise wouldn't be able to get to without our infrastructure. And guess what happens in that life? No one wants the venture capitalist to be a reality star. So I, we don't talk about it. I keep both of my worlds very separate. And I got tired of it because eventually I became world-class at both. And I got to a point where I, where I had this thing where I wanted to make a business show. And we filmed it in Kansas City. We moved 60 startups from across the United States at, from 5,000 plus applicants to several mansions off of the plaza next to the Nelson Art Gallery. And we brought in these business, up and coming business celebrities that judged it. So it's kind of like Top Chef meets Shark Tank. And every day they went through a series of classes and then were tested in, you know, pitches and exercises and stuff. And they were all graded, ranked and quantified to eventually see who is the cumulative winner of what we call the, the best startup on the block. So I'm pulling from my 
all the things that I learned in the TV world and all the things that I've learned in the business education world and combining them in what I hope to be the most educational reality show ever created for business owners. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I, I've, I heard you on um, Bananas podcast talk about this a little bit. If I'm not mistaken, there's like, I mean, this is, you know, startups, you know, people trying to uh, do something with their uh, with their business. There's some drama in this. You would least expect it, but there is some drama, isn't there? They're putting, at, well, for, okay. So just entrepreneurship in general is drama filled. You're putting your life savings at risk, your reputation at risk. You're putting your life on hold. Your life is going to be harder with your spouse, with your family, with your friends. Also, you could just have the market beat the crap out of you. The success rate of, of truly scalable, big, like especially tech ventures, which is the stuff that we tend to specialize in. The success rate is like 99% failure rate. So your base, everyone that that tries pretty much gives everything that they've got kind of waste if you want to look at it that way years of their life all for there to be like a one percent success and then in that success that's really entertaining because they get super rich and powerful and then we get all that but then in this game they're flying here alone and they're competing head to head in very subjective things two people will pitch their hearts out and a judge will hear what they want to hear fill out their rubrics and not everyone agrees about where they should be so we've got like there's a villain startup in our in this season um and they're a really good startup they're highly valued they're really kind of trendy but they got their butts kicked a couple of times by by people who in my opinion did better than them but they disagreed and so um it was uh yes there's some drama Interesting. And uh, my last question, I, I want you to explain uh, how people can uh, can watch this, but I did want to, and I don't know if you can really dive into this, but obviously we're in crazy times right now with this pandemic. Is there an angle where, you know, someone says, hey, I lost my job because of the pandemic and I'm trying to do my own thing? Because I would imagine a lot of people are trying to do that uh, during a time like this. Yeah. Well, um, do you know, entrepreneurship is a it can meet a lot of different things to a lot of people, right? Like exercise and weightlifting are the same thing, but they're not. And so when it comes to, if you lose your job in the pandemic, I wouldn't try and start the types of businesses that we're showcasing in this show. Now you. that doesn't mean though that you can't, it, it, that would be unsafe and completely irresponsible, but in some cases it might accelerate the process where you've been doing it for uh, let's say it's 2020 you've been doing it for like a year and now like your back is up against the wall you need it to work and or or else then i then a lot of businesses like that started to thrive so we had massive failures within the first six months of covid where things were uh, in my portfolio were going out of business left and right but we also had unprecedented amounts of things that were skyrocketing because they were solving a problem that was real that be, was a bigger accelerated problem because of the pandemic. Um, and so the way you phrased it though just kind of scares me because entrepreneurship tends to ruin all of your money. And so if you're looking at for it to be a, 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 a the next thing after you've been fired, it's probably not the thing. Uh, how can people watch this? Uh, when is it going to come out? 
it is on a free mobile application on Google Play and the iTunes store. So essentially wherever you get your apps, you can download it there. It's also available to binge on several social media platforms, but we want you to watch it in the app because there's all sorts of behind the scenes consultations that are unedited to watch, functional music to listen to, to help you kind of zone out during the day and kind of get into flow states, guided meditations for entrepreneurs. It's a, a slew of things designed to accelerate your progress. Um, and so we really want people to, and it's all free. There's no subscriptions or whatever. It's just, we want more eyeballs on what we're building, especially because it's right here in Kansas city, born, bred, founded, and filmed. Yeah. And a lot of my followers are, uh, a lot of my followers and listeners are in the Kansas city area. So I think that'll definitely be uh, very appealing to them. By the way, I don't know in case I missed it. Um, or I don't know if we even mentioned it. What is the name of the show? The blocks. The blocks. With an X. Yes. Yeah. My, my company that I founded like uh, over a decade ago is called Beta Blocks, is in like the building blocks of beta stage companies. And we've subsequently launched a handful of different departments Alpha Blocks, Beta Blocks, Building Blocks, Block Shop, The Block. So it's all like blocks related things. They're all kind of color coded because they, each product is designed for entrepreneurs at different stages of business. So we kind of use the colors of the rainbow to, as almost our chronological story and uh, the blocks is red as in the first color of the rainbow the first thing when you enter our world we want you to watch and then as you get further into entrepreneurship you need um, more sophisticated complicated products and that gets further down in our color spectrum you know that's really interesting because i mean i, I was going to ask you this we kind of uh talked about you know how you got into this a little bit earlier um there was a season of the challenge. I think it was the Island and I can't remember who it was. I think it might've been Dunbar. Uh, don't quote me on that, but they gave the uh, contestants a cell phone that only had like 10 minutes left and you have to share it among your castmates. And I remember one contestant was on the phone with someone and something about his business was not going very well. And, you know, obviously because of the limit you had on your phone, he, he had to take off. I mean, you're leaving a lot behind. And I'm sure there are people uh, who, you know, fill in for your uh, duties when you're doing these challenges, which I've heard can take six to eight weeks, even longer. Um, is that ever like a concern of yours? I mean, because I, I would assume, you know, that's got to be on your mind, even when you're playing these games, uh, being away from, uh, from your home life and everything else that you've got going on. Yeah, it's a huge concern and it's incredibly responsible for me to leave. Um, how I combat that is, at least for my particular business, and that's kind of changed, but my bread and butter business is I don't, we don't bring on new clients while I'm gone or even as I'm about to leave. It's just we can fulfill their needs while I'm gone because I hire people that do the, the consultations and the banking and the accounting and all that kind of stuff is it, it should operate technically while I'm away, but there is a very complicated system of if there are true emergencies, those emergencies get vetted by emergency vetters who can then get a signal to my wife who can then get a signal to a producer. And if there is, and, and the producers can help differentiate um, what's a true emergency or not. And we have had them and uh, and they know that, they know that if I'm not offered a little bit more flexibility than the average cast member, then I won't show up. Um, and cause it's like, if you want just a bunch of OnlyFans people, great. Um, that there are no OnlyFans emergencies or at least not that I'm aware of. Um, but if you want, if you want, uh, if you want an international sex symbol genius, he might require a couple extra emergency emails occasionally. And I also don't, 
cross the line. Like if it's not an emergency, I'll be like, this can wait, tell them this. Um, and I do get, I get 10 minutes a week with my wife. And so it, that tends to be a little bit of, um, of a rundown. I'd be like, did you talk to this department, this department, this department? And then normally it's like, good, good, good. Cause I only want to hear about massive emergencies. And then we're not allowed to talk about the show or else they hang up. They're listening. So we can't yeah. say anything. So it ends up, we talk about the chiefs, like, um, cause that, like, cause that's what the only thing that I care about that's going on that I'm allowed to talk about. I'm like, are you healthy? Are you happy? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, did this department have a fire? Did this department have a fire? Am I getting sued about from anyone? And then she's like, no, everything's good. Then I'm like, how'd the chiefs do? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that's a, that's what we got. It's kind of what we talk about. I'm like, well, well so how did Tyreek do? Like, what do you do? Well, what's funny is um, a former castmate of yours, actually uh, from Double Agents, Lolo Jones, she was on Celebrity Big Brother a few years ago. And Celebrity Big Brother is going on right now. They always do it right uh, a week before the Super Bowl. And I remember um, this was the year where the Chiefs lost to the Patriots and the AFC Championship and the Saints lost to the Rams. And I remember uh, a couple of days before the Super Bowl, CBS uh, uh, Celebrity Big Brother had a show and she, and she was saying, Go Saints in her. Um, in her uh, confession, I'm like, nope, the Saints are not in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I know Big Brother and Survivor, they're like, you cannot have any information from the outside world. But, like, you're allowed to, like, she, your wife or whoever, they're allowed to tell you, like, hey, yeah, the Chiefs won, that, that kind of thing. That kind of thing is uh, acceptable, acceptable, yeah. Okay, cool. But, uh, but I'm just not, I'm not allowed to share any information that's going on in my life to her. Right, right. Yeah, I've heard I about could, that. I can say, I can say, like, I'm sick. I can say, um, I'm tired. I'm depressed. I can say, I'm not eating very well. I can say, I'm sleeping really well. I can say those types of general things, but I can't be like, uh, fill in the blank person did fill in the blank thing. And yeah. as soon as I mention one syllable, they hang up and you lose your time until the next week. Oh, man. Uh, certainly understandable. I actually have a funny story to tell you. So, I, I like I mentioned, I'm, I'm, I uh, watch Big Brother and Survivor and I started seeing clips of like Big Brother contestants and Survivor contestants on the challenge. And I was like, what is this? So I really got curious and I watched the first episode of War of the Worlds. And I don't know who any of you guys are. And uh, the part where they show CTD, Ninja and Turbo all stepping up, TJ's introducing all of them and they're saying CT's the most intimidating player ever. I'm like, okay, I got to stop because I quickly learned you kind of have to watch these in order or you're not, it's, it's like the Marvel cinematic universe. And kinda, I, yeah. Yeah. Kinda. I mean, you kind of have to, as long as you're willing to just get over the fact that there's like 5% of things that you're just not going to get. I would rather have someone start in a world of the worlds one, which is like a, a bona fide great season, yes. but not have some of the backstory, but just start at a good one. Then attend, what I would, what would scare me is to say, okay, let me have you go start binging. I need you to watch 29 seasons because there's now, I think that's about how many they have on Paramount plus. Yeah. And so back when the film, the cameras and the film and the editing was bad, the game was so different. So it's like, do you really want to attempt to have someone watch 10 years of garbage to get to the good stuff that we are at now? And so I'd rather have you start at like a World of the Worlds one, honestly. Well, well actually, the funny thing about that is, um, yeah, I looked online just to see, because a lot of people have asked, there have been a lot of new eyes. And I figured on the pandemic, hey, why not start watching uh, the challenge? And I figured I'd watch Austin first because I learned you were from Kansas City and you're one of the top guys on the challenge. 
And very funny story. I remember I was a freshman in high school. I actually went to Blue Valley West. Someone shared a story about a Blue Valley student being on a TV show about a broadcast project. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Because I did broadcasting all in high school and college. And then, you know, a decade and a half later, I watched Real World Austin. I'm like, oh, this is what someone told. I still remember the classmate who told me about that. So I've been always curious for the longest time about that. So that was really cool to see uh, you guys all do that. But yeah, I mean, I, I listen, I find the show as a Survivor and Big Brother fan. And I feel like those shows are declining a little bit lately. Uh, I find the challenge very interesting. Uh, I, I really do. Uh, what was your uh, casting process like and for... I, uh, I, I have- I've recently started watching Survivor. I'm maybe four seasons into it, so I can speak on that. It's a, it's, it's good. It's my wife's favorite, um, so she's kind of gotten me into it. And I've seen the last two seasons of Big Brother, so I'm starting to kind of get into all of them. And there, there, there are obviously some similarities, but they're, they're very different. Um, yes, you would play. I would play all three of those games at the, at the very least. I would play because I think Survivor and Big Brother. are fairly similar in how I would play. Um, but that's why the Survivor and Big Brother people are having a hard time in our world and why we would have a hard time in theirs. Yeah, certainly. That, uh, I, th- I think it'd be interesting to see some of the challengers on uh, on a show like Big Brother. I think that would be uh, a lot of fun. We'd, 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 get, we'd get last place. So we are very aggressive in your face. We tell it like it is. We're alphas and we're really good, annoyingly good at all sorts of things. And those people get voted off of Big Brother and Survivor. Like, you can't win those shows. And there's a, there's anomalies, right? Like, uh, um, Cody Calafiore just won All-Stars Big Brother, and he did so by dominating things or whatever. And he would do well on the challenge. Um, but most of the time, who wins? You get rid of those threats. You get rid of anyone who rocks the boat. You get rid of people that, you know, do all this stuff. And then also, we play... Um, much more subtle political games because our resume doesn't matter. Like we don't do things for the sake of flair, which you have to do to win Survivor and Big Brother. It's kind of like old boy just didn't win the last thing because he didn't volunteer to make fire when he was completely (laughs) safe to go to the finals. And so it's like you're sitting there and now I know I'm like getting into Survivor because I'm like, no, dude, you've got to volunteer to go in because your resume doesn't have enough flair on it and you always need more flair. Whereas us, there's no flair at all. Like if you're in the finals, you don't volunteer to go into the last elimination before the finals. You just go to the finals. Yeah. Um, And obviously our stuff is far more athletic. I mean, the what the War of the Worlds one you are talking about, our final was 50 miles. So it's like... It's just some brutal, it, it gets brutal. And then, you know, we have to wrestle each other for two months just to get the honor of running an ultra marathon. You know, I was going to ask this later, but I think now is a good time to bring it up. The whole like training for this. I've seen you, you posted videos on Instagram. I've seen bananas, Ashley, uh, several others uh, post all these like crazy workouts that they do. Can you talk about what it's like trying to train for one of these? Cause I mean, mentally, emotionally, yeah, you gotta be uh, ready, but you also gotta be physically in good shape too, for these kinds of things. I power lift and long distance run. And I do things to supplement both of those two things. And there's some CrossFit movements to keep me, um, to basically match those two strengths, but I need to be able to beat people up and then also beat them in a long distance run. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I could never do it. Listen, I'm one of those people. I can admit it. I'm just a fan on the couch. I could never do one of those things. But 
Uh, is it ever like you'd be surprised? Is it ever like like with Big Brother? Those poor people. I can see you being good at Big Brother, though. Really, you were a Big Brother in the making. I can see it now. Actually, I was just gonna say those poor people are locked in for three months. I would lose my fucking mind, man. I I could not. that doesn't mean that you wouldn't be able to hold your shit together. I th- I think that we need to make a casting tape and send you in for Big Brother. I, I, three months, man. That's just no. <laughs> hey, yeah, but but because I would get last place in Big Brother, we need somebody else to represent Kansas City. Uh, hey, fair enough. I I mean, there's a little bit of pressure there, but uh, maybe maybe one of these days. Never say never. Um. Uh, I did want to go back to real world Austin um, because the real world, I mean, that was the first reality show ever. And, you know, so many people were so hooked on that. Uh, what was your uh, casting process like? Um, can you go through that? Yeah, I uh, came back. I, I, I was out dr- drinking with some friends and I struck out with women and cause I wasn't an international sex symbol yet. And I came back alone to our fraternity house and I was about to go to sleep. It was a school night and there was a really pretty girl at our house. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I got one more shot. So I went out and I started spitting game and everything was going really well. And I thought that every, I thought that I was going to score. And then she says very politely, she's like, I've got to go home because I've got to get some sleep because I'm trying out for the real world the next day. And I said, funny enough, so am I. And so um, what I think we should do is we should stay up all night long. We should drink the entire time and show up drunk to the tryout and then tell them the story. They'll love that. And she agreed with that strategy. So we did exactly that. And the rest is history. Oh, so it all started with, you know, just a random girl you saw on campus. Yes. That's, that's how Wes Bergman uh, came to life in the, in the MTV world. That, you never know. That's crazy how that all pans out sometimes. Um, I was going to see, I've, I've talked to a couple. Uh, I talked to Danny Boatwright, who's also from Kansas City. She was 29 when she won Survivor. And I've talked to um, Adam Pock. He was, I don't know if you know who he is. He was on uh, season 13 of Big Brother. He was 39 and he was a finalist. But you were 19, if I'm not mistaken, when you did the real world. Can you talk about like, was there like this massive, like, holy shit, my life is so different, Uh, you know, as soon as the first episode aired? Because I've always heard stories that, you know, you guys cannot even go to grocery stores without getting stopped by just about everyone in the store. Um. Yeah, it 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 kind of clicked over pretty darn fast. I mean, it, it wasn't all that subtle um, of a transition. It was kind of like, yeah, this is this it 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 kind of happened really quickly. And but I mean, I can go to grocery stores and and also like I'm I I like to think that I put out a very respectful. If you want to come up and say hi, I will be very nice. I'll take a picture and it will be a good experience. But I also kind of have a little bit of a vibe of. I, I'm at the grocery store. Like, uh, you know, it, if, if you really, really want to meet me, come up. But I'm also not like wearing loud colors. I kind of wear a hat. I've got a beard. I've kind of got a little bit of a vibe of, um, you know, I I am on the challenge because I love the game. I love and uh, but and not for the popularity that comes from it. Uh, it's just there are perks to it. But then there's also drawbacks where. Um, you know, I just really love the game that I get to continually play. 
Uh, I'm sure you've seen, and I've seen you comment about this before, the real-world homecoming seasons. I haven't seen many real-world seasons, but I did watch seasons one and two just so I could watch the homecoming seasons. And I've got to say, I mean, those were very well done. Uh, I know they're uh, going to season eight now for the homecoming uh, on Paramount+. Plus. Um, I'm curious. Uh, I know uh, Nehemiah and Melinda, who just did... um, who just did a uh, all sorts too? Uh, they were doing an Instagram live. They said they would both be down to do a real world, real world Austin uh, reunion uh, for homecoming. Uh, is that something uh, you'd be down for? We all would. We're just way busier than they made it sound, and so I'm I'm glad that they did that. I want the world to know that we would do it. But like even there, she's a mom that just left to film a show, so she spent a lot of time away. Nehemiah works in Kansas City now, so he moved here to work kind of with me um and i'm telling you he can leave but it's not as easy as he wants to be i mean you know he's leaving for a long time then it's not easy for me i've left four times this year um and then we've got another cast member that works for harvard another one who's a journalist across the pond um we've got one that owns two hair salons like these are these are busy people and busy parents and mtv does an incredibly piss poor job of giving us notice but we are a very viable candidate that would crush it. I mean, we'd be, I mean, crazy entertaining. Yeah, for sure. No, I think it'd be really cool. I know, I think all of you guys are fairly active on social media, uh, except for Danny. I, you know, I know some people have their opinions. I've actually found Danny to be an interesting character. Do you guys still keep in touch at all? Because he seems like he's the one from the cast that's uh, just kind of not out there. Like no one knows what's going on with him. Yeah, he's a custom home builder in uh, in upstate uh, upstate Massachusetts, and he's crushing life. Also, going to be very difficult from a scheduling standpoint. Um, he he just makes a very mindful decision that he doesn't want to be on social media because it doesn't add any value to his life. And quite frankly, I don't blame him. And I'm, sometimes I'm a little jealous. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, he he he's a prime example of why we would be a perfect homecoming because. You've got guys like me who've been very slutty and very relevant right up until like what, let's say we film tomorrow. Everyone knows who I am, and but it'd be funny to see me in a different world. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we've got guys who aren't even on social media, but were a huge. I mean, he was a much bigger deal than I was on our original season. So you've got essentially the main character as far as everyone, as far as I'm concerned that no one's seen for a long time. And so you get the nostalgia, you get to see where he's at, you get to see him interact with his ex-wife um, and have no idea where he's been at or what he even looks like. And, um, and, I'm, and you know, as I've talked to him on the phone a, a handful of times, even in the last six months, and he's just as passionate and entertaining of a man as he ever has been. And that, uh, and he would be, I bet he would end up being the star of the show again. That'd be really interesting to see. I mean, listen, I've never seen, I've only seen four seasons uh, of uh, The Real World. I, I'll definitely want to check out a few others. Um, I did have one question on Battle of the Seasons. Um, obviously, it was you, uh, Lacey, um, Melinda, and Danny. There have been a lot of rumors that they were trying to make it um, Danny and Melinda, and then you and Johanna also. Is that, do you know if there's any truth to that for Battle of the Seasons? I don't know, but probably, I mean, yeah, probably. I bet they called her and I bet she said no. She she wanted to move on and she should move on. She wasn't built for this stuff. And, um, and she had a, you know, she continued to represent herself poorly to say the least. And so it was time for her to move on. And, um, 
Um, but I, I bet, I mean, she was an incredibly important character. And then to watch two exes compete in one four person team would have been very entertaining. So, but I yeah. don't know, I guess I never a- asked. I was, I was really happy that Lacey got the opportunity to, to see what the world, what the challenge was all about. And she, yeah, really that was pretty cool. 10 times. She did 10 times better than I thought she was going to. And she enjoyed herself and she she leaned into the heights things and stuff. I'm incredibly proud of her for that. But at the end of the day, like in 2022, we are wrestling and fighting and running ultra marathons and jumping off cliffs and out of helicopters. And you have got to be a cutthroat quasi sociopath to even get through it and halfway enjoy yourself. And so it's not for everybody anymore. Well, you mentioned all of that, and I mean, there's certain. I mean, the challenges certainly have gotten harder. Uh, and I've heard you even mentioned that on another podcast once before. Uh, Melinda, she, she just ran her first final, which you know is pretty impressive. Uh, you know, what did you think of uh, of Melinda and Nehemiah this past season? Uh, I was very proud of both of them. And as far as like Melinda's concerned, um, well, I was very. I mean, they both have a similar story. They took this very seriously. They knew that they were going to be, they, Nehemiah just got in shape and Melinda has stayed in shape. And as you can tell, they're both are beautiful humans and um, they worked really well together and they're like a a brother and a sister to me. So to watch them kind of compete side by side was, I, I, I loved it. And I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That was, that was awesome to see. I was hoping they would show like real world Austin flashbacks, but they didn't until like, the last two minutes of the final episode, I was kind of bummed out. I was hoping they to show, see more of that. At least there was one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I could use, I could use some more Austin flashbacks. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, when you got your first uh, call to do the challenge, it was uh, fresh meat. Uh, I'm just curious. I mean, did you have any hesitation or was this something that you were uh, ready and uh, down to do? I was so ready. Um, you know, growing up in Kansas City, like I want to simplify it to there's there we played sports and I and I I took them very seriously. And I was on essentially like professional track soccer teams and Olympic track swimming teams and um, like fast enough times in track to run for D1 and D2 schools in my events. Um, and the way you get there is you train twice a day every day for your entire life and so I thought that a lot of that side of my life was going to be over and then to go on the challenge I got uh, almost like a, a second chance at to do sports in a competitive way and that was both good and bad it was good in the sense of me being that athletic and coming off of sports it meant I was crushing everybody and, be, and and built my legacy which got me invited into 20 seasons but it also meant that I went in with like a locker room mentality and I treated everyone how we all treat each other in Kansas on sports teams and that was like an asshole um, and that I needed to learn, you know, I, I, I don't know. That's how I would talk to my teammates and that's how they would talk to me. We would like bully each other. And then, then when I went on the challenge and they partnered with a girl that had never been on a sports team in her life, you need to talk to her differently. And I learned that the yeah. hard way. And so, um, that that's like the blessing and the curse of my background and going on to the, my first season, of the challenge. Well, well, you know, what's interesting when you bring that up and I, you're uh, referring to Casey, who was your partner that season. I think what's so interesting, yeah. some of you guys who have been on the challenge a long time, like yourself and CT, I mean, CT, man, like if you watch him, 
when he first started, I mean, he was just getting into fights. And I remember last season on double agents, I think it was Kyle and Josh. They were butting heads and Kyle wanted to get Kyle wanted to fight him and CT, you know, considering what he has gone through, he was, he was telling Kyle sarcastically like, Hey, go do it. See what's going to happen. And Kyle caught what he was catching and said, yeah, CT's right. Like the, 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 Seeing you guys mature over the years has been kind of cool to see, uh, especially CT. Like that guy's changed a lot. Very much so. I mean, I, I'll be the first to admit I was an immature douchebag back in the day. And watching yourself be that way is accelerates the maturing process. I mean, who knows how big of a douchebag I would be if I didn't watch myself on TV. Maybe I would be a 37-year-old douchebag in Kansas City, making our city just a little bit worse. Instead, like the Chiefs, I watch my game tape, I see where my holes are, and I plug them up. And, you know, I got to keep the stuff that I liked, like the, the humor and the passion. And then I also got to learn how to be a better teammate to people of all types of skills and backgrounds. And you want to know what? All that made me a better entrepreneur. Hey, listen, I mean, when, when we were on our teens and in our early 20s, we've all done and said stupid shit. I mean, the difference is you guys are on camera constantly. So uh, yeah. but that's cool. That's cool. You guys certainly have uh, learned from that uh, over the years. Um, one thing I did want to ask you, I, I know it used to just be real world and road rules. Would you as someone that became, you know, a, a frequent contestant on the challenge, would you watch other seasons of real world and road rules just to kind of be ready for? potential incoming rookies so you can kind of have an understanding of them no no they just they made me like miss my experience so much like uh i mean i had no clips and i there was other ways to get some reconnaissance on rookies that are coming in and uh, watching them sit around the house and talk about politics isn't very good game tape on who's coming into our game um but uh, yeah, and back in the day, quite honestly, we didn't take it that seriously. Now it's a little bit different. Um, like recently, like I've been on shows where they're plucking people from sh from international reality shows, and you're looking at their Instagram, you're watching their YouTube videos, you're look, you're, you're seeing what kind of weight they put up in the weight room. And uh, um, but back in the day, we didn't we didn't look at it that like that. Um, it was a lot more of a of a party with a little bit of a competition. And now it's like just the competition. There's like no party. Um, well, let me see how we're doing on time here. Uh, yeah. I, I did want to do some quick hits at the end of this, but um, one thing I did want to ask you, because we kind of talked about this before with, you know, the whole uh, maturing over the years, you know, what's really crazy. I mean, obviously like us fans, we like following you guys on social media, but unfortunately, sometimes you just see these this, these situations and not to get into specifics with names and all just people who get into all these weird drama situations, whereas like people like you and Nehemiah, I, I mean, I just saw you on social media this week. You're plugging Swaggy's um, project. Darrell had a project. I know you guys were at the Royal Rumble just showing The Miz some love and support because he was, of course, a, a part of the uh, uh, the challenge or still is part of the challenge family in a way. Yeah. Uh, whereas like there are other people who are always like involved in some drama situation. What's your take when you see these people just kind of just butt heads constantly on social media, your castmates, that is, you know, um, they don't understand the concept of rising tides raises all boats where it's like this was the worst rated season that they've had in a long, long time. And everyone sits around saying on social and on the show that everyone sucks and that they're all boring and they're all this and all that. And it's like, 
if you say it enough times, people are going to believe you. And so, um, you know, if on the other end, we build each other up, then we build each other's brands. And it's like we all are now like stronger cast members to carry a show. And I, I don't know. I just the the challenge and the challenge is like this weird family to me and i take protecting them and promoting them incredibly seriously because i would want them to do the same to me we have irreplaceable relationships with each other that would just be impossible to replicate in in other ways and so i i take my friendships with them very seriously and uh not everyone is from that generation or feels that way and that's a shame but um you know it's their loss uh, what are your thoughts on i know the uh the Paramount Plus version of the show, they're trying to keep it with the OGs with road rules and uh, real world. But as far as like the flagship show on MTV, we're not seeing a whole lot of real world. I counted the last episode or the last season, excuse me, only five real worlders. The last road rules uh, player was Darrell from uh, Double Agents. Um, I know they're doing a lot of, I mean, they've got Big Brother and Survivor from all these different countries and all sorts of shows um, that, you know, a lot of people have never heard of. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the direction the uh, MTV uh, franchise is going? Well, I mean, we definitely can't, you know, be too mad about the fact that there's not real worlders because they stopped making the real world. So, yeah. you know, if they had stopped making, if they had kept going and then didn't bring in real worlders, then there would be a little bit more to gripe on. But it's like the we're getting old. Like even the last season that they made, which was not you know, which was had to have been five at least years ago, those people are getting old. Um, and so, you know, this is not an old person's game. And, um, yeah. and I'm, I'm like an exception to that rule. Um, and I have to take my body and exercise so seriously just to be able to keep up um, that it's not, it's, it's not for everybody. But in general, I kind of like where they're going which is they want to make a, they want to protect everything that the, that the original show had inside of the new format called all stars on Paramount plus while simultaneously making the flagship show, the world's global like competition show where they are one button away from syndicating it. And so they already have syndicating in every country in the world. And there are some sacrifices that will happen for that, right? It won't be all, it, it, it'll just, it'll look different. It'll be slightly different, but we will have kind of been a part of something that, uh, that, that is the most internationally known reality show in the history of the genre. And I think that that's pretty special. You've been part of a couple of really epic moments. I mean, uh, your elimination against Derek on the duel. I mean, you can, uh, and by the way, one of the best seasons ever. And I'm glad that was um, featured on Netflix for uh, those who don't have Paramount Plus to see. Uh, Rivals one. I mean, Kenny lifting you. I, I, I can't say, I mean, I was laughing my ass off the entire time. Uh, but I think one of my favorites, you and Bananas, like the rivalry was great, but then it got to a point where it was like, okay, it's getting a little old. Like, okay, we get it. West versus banana. But then on uh, total madness, I mean, the most unexpected alliance ever. And then the, the, the speech with Jen and all these other things you guys did the, um, Oh gosh, I, I can't remember her name. The, uh, the girl who liked bear. Um, yeah. Kayla, Kayla, like the, the prank you guys pulled. I mean, that had to be some of the funniest things, funniest stuff I've ever seen on that on that show. How who who approached who? Did you or Banana start that deal? 
those were both me. So the thing about it is every good joke that we have ever done was my idea. Oh, no, no. I, I, I want to clarify, like who uh, who uh, approached who uh, for the alliance? This, that was that was mutual. We had both. Okay. Um, gotcha. We were both we were both doing some events in Los Angeles. We were on a red carpet and we had both just lost a big game early because we cared more about fucking with the other guy than we did about winning. <laughs> and we saw each other at an event that we shouldn't have been at. We should have been in Thailand filming, but we were both gone because we only cared about screwing with each other. Um, and so we saw each other and we were like, okay, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. It's just one shot, one shot and it worked. I, listen, man, as a fan, and I think I speak for a lot of fans when I say this, I hope there's another season of you guys uh, in an alliance because one season uh, is not enough. Certainly not <laughs> enough. Um, have you um, have you ever had an opportunity to connect? I mean, l- listen, I know you're not like an A-list celebrity, but you're a, you are a celebrity of some sort. Have you had an opportunity to uh, connect with uh, any of the uh, big slick Kansas City guys? Mm-mm, nope. I obviously would, but no, I, I haven't tried. Um but uh no i haven't i haven't okay well that, that h- how do we make that happen man what what, what do we got to do to get uh the uh the sex symbol ginger on uh, on big slick i don't know I, I i i don't know i guess i need to reach out or something <laughs> yeah it'd be really cool to to see you on there. i mean listen they they've got um and her name escapes my mind right now, but she's a writer from Saturday Night Live. She's not like the most well-known person, but she's from Kansas City and she's got a connection to those guys. So, I mean, if she's on there, I think, you know, some of you uh, reality TV stars in Casey can do it as well. Um, I know on your cameo, you have a uh, TV series called Friends and Benefits. Something really cool you guys did was during the pandemic, you invited some of the challengers to your home. Uh, unfortunately, you did have to uh, ask D to leave. And I, I don't know what's true and what's not from that. You guys were obviously very close because you guys were partners on War of the Worlds 1. You guys, I remember on Total Madness, you even helped her on an elimination she had no idea about. Um, how tough was that having to ask her to leave uh, after her comments? Yeah, it was very, it, it was one of the harder things that I've ever had to do in my entire life. Um, but it, it boiled down to like, <laughs> It was twofold. It was the comments, like that's what started everything. But it was also the straw that broke the camel's back because there was a, a handful of things. She kept continually putting my business reputation and life and safety at risk while in that house. Yes. Um, the reason why we were able to do it is because we had built a bubble and we were keeping people safe from COVID while having the, which gave us the honor of filming this house, for, uh, filming in the house producing in the house, editing the house, and then beaming it safely to the world. But she kept kind of getting caught sneaking out and then, um, and which would put all of us at risk, not just our, our health, but also, which, which was less of a concern and more of like, we're supposed to be leaders right now the, and we need to stay at home. Like, and so she kept kind of putting us at risk. And then when all the comments came out, it was like, okay, this is, bad enough to be asked to leave and then you add in the fact that this is not the first time that i've told you that your actions could put us all at risk and here you are you've done it and so it was it was a very difficult thing to do but it was a very easy decision to make and when i told her she knew she got it and she she wasn't happy she was ugly crying um 
but she knew that it, she had to leave and yeah. she wasn't representing at that time. She wasn't representing our city very well. And I take representing our city. Well, very seriously. Like we're, we're not Los Angeles or New York. We're better than both of those places. And we've got to act accordingly. And if you don't want to act accordingly, you need to leave our city. Uh, let's see. I did want to talk a little bit of chiefs, uh, with you, uh, before we do some uh, quick hits, we got a few minutes left. Uh, who's your favorite chief of all time? Right now or all time? All time. I mean, I know this is going to be a weird one, but I'm gonna I'm going with Alex Smith. I oh wow! Okay. Really, I I that was when I mean I'd all I've always been a Chiefs fan, but for whatever reason, it was that's when I was like finally my business was starting to work, so I was like relaxing a little bit. I could have a life. I could watch every single game. And that was when I really just got into some really deep ritualistic hobbies of really getting into it. And I just really enjoyed watching him. I mean, that guy never threw an interception. And so, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, we didn't get those electric plays or whatever, but like, I mean, that guy could, should be a quarterback coach and it was fun to watch. And then, and right now though, Pringle. Pringle. Okay. That's interesting. No, I mean, I know he's a low, he went to K-State now. Why Pringle? Okay. Partly because I like to, I like to swim against the current, you know, so I don't want to choose like the main guys. I want to give credit where credit's due. And quite frankly, I trust Pringle when the ball gets thrown in his direction with a couple of exceptions, that guy, he makes a play. And uh, every time it went like it's my wife would get so annoyed. And then eventually it was turned into an inside joke where anytime he'd catch the ball, which is more than Kansas city chiefs fans want to give him credit for. She'd go, my guy, my guy, because she knows that every time he took. He was supposed to do. So I'm going Pringle. Pringle. All right. Uh, I I, I love it. Uh, Didn't see that one coming. Uh, All right, man. Who's Uh, your favorite guy right now? Who's your favorite guy right now? Right now, um, I would have to say Tyron Matthew, just because I love his passion and energy. I know he got in trouble at one point in his life, and to see him turn that around the way he has, and I know he made that comment this year, and and listen, there are shitty fans online. Like, I I, I think, honestly, he cares way too much about what people are saying online. Like, dude, fuck those people like you you can't he's searching his name online like why like people are talking about you and not tagging you you're looking that up but i I love the guy's passion and his backstory and how much he's really grown in his life i love stories like that so i'd have to go with matthew all time i gotta go with will shields uh offensive linemen they don't get enough uh credit um for what they do so uh i've always i've always liked will shields so uh yeah uh, okay, man, I'm going to ask you some quick hits and then uh, we'll let you go. Uh, so these are just short uh, questions, quick answers from you. Best barbecue spot in Kansas City? Gates. Okay. I was going to say uh, Q39 or uh, Joe's, but hey, nothing wrong with Gates. I mean, there are a lot of great – there are well, a lot what of – What about some – what about some – am I am I too ritzy or fancy to go to Gates? <laughs> like I, that... I have to just go to – Q30. I'm too prissy. I got to go to Q39. Hey, there are multiple correct answers in, in that one. Some people uh, say there's only one, but uh, oh well. Uh, what about just what's best? Yours? I, I, I would say Joe's or Q39. Oh, I mean, they're both great. I live right next to a Joe's. Um, but yeah, love uh, all of it. I'm pretty, a, I'm a big barbecue guy. What's your favorite spot in the Kansas City area, just in general? Like if, if there's a spot you could just visit every week and not get tired of it. 
I like the plaza in the Nelson area. Okay. All right. Yeah. And that's uh, a place to walk around on and to go into the gallery or even just to go to the lawn. And then I love the shops and the bars and, um, and, uh, and, and on the plaza. Yeah. I think I saw you, Nehemiah and John A all uh, hang out around there uh, to celebrate the uh, end of uh, last season. So that was pretty cool seeing you guys. Uh, I've got to ask you favorite real worlder and challenger before you, uh, you went on fresh meet in Austin. Coral. Okay. All right. What yeah. season was she, she on? She was, at, she was on the real world back to New York. So the second rendition of New York. Okay. And she did probably, she did probably five seasons of the challenge. And I did one with her. My first one, fresh meat. Uh, she was on that. Oh, by the way, for the, I've been wondering, like, why do they not have every season of the real world and the challenge on there? Do you have any idea why they're not all on Paramount plus? Um, I don't know why the first like 11 or something like that aren't on there. I probably has to do with a, like we kind of talked about before that it's not good enough to be on that network. Right. It, you know there's they've just gotten so much better it's been so long you wouldn't put a just because it was a good show doesn't mean you put a good show from the 80s on you know what i'm saying okay. um so i think that they want to put just their best as much work as they can on there without being um you know without going too far back i know you've won a state title in soccer and swimming which sport do you love more um swimming I, I, don't, I, I think the sport, I, I don't know. That's tough. That's mean to ask. I mean, I'd, say, <laughs> I'd say swimming. Uh, I've seen your dog uh, running around. Uh, for those watching the video version, you even have a shirt that says, I love puppies. What's your favorite breed? St. Bernard. Okay. Uh, you're a Chiefs fan and an ASU fan. What do you think of Herm Edwards at ASU? Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. All right. I don't think he's had a losing season since he uh, went to ASU. So he's doing... Yeah. Uh, He's doing good. Yeah, they needed they needed a, a coach with like a little bit of celebrity to him um, to to fit in because like Arizona State is a is a supplementary to a Los Angeles school basically, and so you kind of gotta look, act, feel, walk, talk like a like a Southern Californian. Uh, best male and female challenger to never win. Well, if they never won. Um, <laughs> Cook was only on one. She got second place on the one that she was on. Very good professional soccer player. Never came back. She went back to playing soccer in like Israel or something like that. Um, and then the best guy to never win. I mean, it's hard not to say Leroy, but uh, I'm going to give it to Leroy. Leroy. Uh, which win was sweeter, the duel or rivals two? I would say it was the duel. Yeah. First solo uh, competition of the challenge. Uh, I don't know if yeah. you've ever been asked this. I've always wanted to know. Obviously, Rivals 3, we know what Bananas did. Uh, you and Nani were partners that season. If you two did make it to the final, uh, and you guys got eliminated right before, but if you guys made it and won, uh, would you guys have split the money? I would have 100% split the money. It's impossible for you to say what she would have done. She was younger and didn't ever... You know, she she was younger, didn't have her career yet. I would be absolutely shocked if she didn't split the money with me now because she's got a career and she's been on a lot of shows. She's comfortable and we're friends. But back then, it's like we didn't really know each other all that well. And she hadn't really established herself financially yet. I could see someone I could see her stealing it from me. But I 
um, I was, I'm older, so I got a little, I was, I'm just had a little bit more under my belt. It's easier for me to say that I'd split the money with anybody. And I would, I guess. All right. Two more quick ones right here. Uh, the Miz, I know he was just on dancing with the stars. He even thanked his, um, MTV fans uh, on his Instagram, which is cool. Uh, cause you know, he's obviously doing so well and still remembers all of that stuff from his past. Uh, do you think he would ever do the challenge all-stars? Probably not. I think, um, I, 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 I think that he would lose so much money by, I mean, they say, Oh, it's shorter or whatever, but Nehemiah was just gone for two months. So two months of lost wages in the WWE is a lot worse than, Oh, I never thought about that. So you're, he'd be losing money to go on it. So it'd have to be a very strategic branding situation. And now you talk about the risk versus reward. If he did anything less than win he very much so risks his career in the WWE because it's like that's you know, true. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Uh, last one for me. Uh, whether it's a season like Celebrity Big Brother or if the challenge ever brings back champs versus stars, who do you think would be a really good celebrity to have on? Um, ooh, I mean, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Actually, you know what. My answer was Pat McAfee because I, I don't know if you listen to his show, but he is hilarious. Travis Kelsey is, I mean, he's basically like a non-radio version of, of Pat McAfee. So I, I can't say uh, that's a bad answer. That's actually a really good answer. Uh, hey, Wes, uh, one more time. Real or quickly. Byron Pringle. About Byron Pringle. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, real quickly, talk about um, the blocks real quickly. Uh, uh, how can people find it? And uh, when does it, um, when do, when does the first episode start? All the episodes dropping at the same exact time, which is Thursday the 10th at 6 p.m. Ready to binge all 17 episodes. And like the real quick pitch, if you're into reality TV or you're into business or you want to support a guy who's doing good in Kansas City, these are all three good reasons to just watch this free show and learn some things about startups because – um, you know, there's not a whole lot of full length TV shows that are being filmed in Kansas City. And if this goes as as good as I think it's going to go, Kansas City is going to be the home of the next Shark Tank. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Hey, Wes, I've always wanted to have you on. So glad we finally got to do this. Uh, hopefully we can do it again down the road, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. I hope I get the honor and the privilege of meeting you in person one day. I hope to see you around. All right, man. Thank you so much. Take care. All Appreciate right. it. All right. Bye. All right, that was Wes Bergman, the uh, the two time challenge champion. Uh, a lot of fun talking to him. He's uh, he he he's a he's a good guy. I've heard a lot of good things about him uh, in and around the Kansas City area. So that was really cool to finally uh, get a chance to uh, to talk to Wes. Like I said, been trying to make that happen for a long time, and uh, we finally got it to uh, to happen. And uh, uh, got to talk about all the things we wanted to uh, get into. So that was a lot of fun. Hey, uh, big thanks to all of you guys for downloading and listening to this episode of Farscast, Farzine Vesugian. If you guys enjoyed this episode, share the links. Uh, if you know anyone who's a West Bergman fan, uh, copy the uh, podcast links and uh, send it uh, send it their way. If they don't like Wes and they like Johnny Bananas, well, then send it to them anyway. Why not? Uh Facebook.com slash Farzy Vesugan. You guys have been killing it on the Facebook page. Thank you guys so much for all of that. At Farzine21 on Twitter. And be sure you guys check out the blocks uh, that is available on Google Play, Apple, and also on uh, on YouTube as well. Big thanks to Wes Bergman for uh, coming on this podcast. Big thanks to you guys once again for downloading and listening to this episode of Farzcast. I am signing off. Enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. 
We'll see who wins. Uh, Other than that, hey, I'll talk to you guys next week. Take care.